the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church. After you've done all you can, you just stand. You just stand. Thank you so much, Antonio, for just um, signing that song in such a way that uh, it was God just spoke through all of us, right? I got goosebumps and chicken skin and all those, all those good things. Um, but God is certainly good. And church, it's a, a privilege to be able to share the word of God with you this morning. Um, as Major Osei mentioned earlier uh, in our worship, we're starting a new sermon series today called Joyful, F-U-L-L. And it's really focused on the passage coming from Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And so what I want to encourage you to do, because this is just the beginning, but for the next eight or nine weeks, it's going to be our overall kind of main um, uh, verses that we're going to be looking at. So I want you to read those verses. I'd like for you to also go as far as to memorizing uh, those verses, because when we get God's word in, into, into our bones, into our hearts and our minds, um, it's just good. It's just good for us. And so, uh, but today we're going to be looking at uh, suffering and how we can still see God working and experience joy in the midst of suffering. So join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, because you have, you are here. You have been uh, with us, God, and we sense, we have sensed your presence already um, in the worship, Lord, through, through the songs and, and, and through just fellowship with each other, Lord. We know that you are here. God, be with us as we start this uh, new journey, as we look at how we're able to navigate through the tough things in our lives, Lord, and how you are with us. And we thank you that you are with us. So God, be with us now. In your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Well, you know, when I was um, preparing for today and, and looking at uh, suffering, uh, two people came to mind. The first was uh, Job. And if you know the story of Job, uh, you will know that this is a man who endured great, great suffering. And I just want to kind of just share a little bit about who, who he is and, and what he was all about. First of all, he was from the land of Uz. I always want to say Oz, but it's called Uz. And um, this, this was a man, Job was a man who was upright and blameless. He had a very large family. He was married with seven sons and three daughters. He was extremely wealthy. So from the outside looking in, he would, you know, you would consider him to be um, a very, very um, successful man. The Bible says in Job chapter 1 verse 3 that he was the greatest man among all of the people of the East. So not only did he have awesome things going on for himself. He was also um, a man who was, uh, people just kind of really looked up to him in that area. So he was all these things. He, he was a good man. He was an upright man. 
He had so much. He was prosperous. But the other side of that, Job was also a man who experienced incredible loss. He experienced great suffering. And he went from having this really good, prosperous life to having everything, everything taken away from him. From him. He ended up losing his property. He lost his wealth. And he lost his children. And it makes you kind of wonder and think to yourself, well, Job was such a good man and, and he was upright and he did all of the right things that he was supposed to do. Why would a good man like that suffer? And you'll see as we go along um, what that was all about. But even in his suffering, and this is the important part of it all, even in his suffering, Job was able to stand and proclaim that the Lord gives and the Lord taketh away. But in spite of that, may the name of the Lord be praised. May the name of the Lord be praised. And how does one get to that place? How was he able to do that? Well, let's go on. I'll share that in a moment. So we have Job. That's the first one I thought of as I was preparing. The second person that I thought of in looking at the topic of suffering was this man, Horatio Spafford. Let me tell you a little bit about him. So Horatio Spafford, he knew about great suffering and about life's unexpected challenges. He was a successful attorney. He was a real estate investor. And the first thing that happened to him is he lost his entire fortune in the great Chicago fire in 1871. It was also around that same time that his beloved four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. Thinking a vacation would do his family some good, he sent his wife and his four daughters on a ship to England. And it was on that very ship that there was a terrible collision and his daughters were lost. More than 200 people lost their lives. His wife, Anna, a survivor of the tragedy, upon arriving in England, she sent him a telegram that said, saved alone, what shall I do? Horatio immediately set sail for England, and at one point during his voyage, the captain of the ship, aware of the tragedy that had struck the Spafford family, summoned Horatio to tell him that they were now passing over the spot where the shipwreck had occurred. As Horatio thought about his daughters, words of comfort and hope began to fill his heart and his mind. What did he do next? He wrote down these words. And these words have become a well-beloved hymn called, It Is Well With My Soul. And we actually sang that song this morning in worship. He wrote these words down. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know it is well, it is well with my soul. 
how was he able to write those words down in the midst of what he was going through? How was Job able to stand and and proclaim that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but still the name of the Lord be praised? How is it that they were able to do that? To still stand firm in their faith? We'll go on. Well, this is one thing that I know. And from looking at these two men who are very real, right? Suffering is real. That is for sure. That's, we can't escape it. Suffering is real. Suffering isn't anything that can be avoided. Suffering is inevitable. And suffering comes upon us all. I know that... Uh, I'm sure that there are so many testimonies from you here uh, in this worship center, testimonies that you, that you have of how God brought you through a, a time of tribulation or how he's with you right now, right? Suffering comes upon us all. Sinful or guiltless, suffering comes. It doesn't matter who you are, if you're a believer or not, there will be seasons in life where we will experience pain, discomfort, or hurt. The Bible tells us that clearly in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Again, we're, we're talking about seasons. It says there's a time for everything. A, a time to be born, a t- excuse me, there's a time for everything a, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. There are seasons that we go through in life, different seasons. And right now, family, church family, We are in a difficult season, aren't we? We are still in the season of COVID. It's still here. If you watch the news, there's still calamity and troubles all over the world. People who are still in great need and in great pain. And to be completely honest with you, it's so hard to watch the news. How many of you are watching the news or stop watching the news, right? It's so hard. And uh, because I love happy stories, I, <laughs> I want to see happy, joyful stories. Um, like, for example, we were watching the news the other day, and the big deal was Monty the monk seal who's back on the shore. I mean, that's wonderful. I love that. Um, but that's not always what we see on the news, right? We see hurt and pain, and we know that right now this is a difficult season. And trust me, I'm I'm not saying these things to you to increase your fear. I'm not trying to discourage you or to disappoint you. While all this is true about suffering, right, and everything we're going through right now, it's also true that suffering or trouble doesn't last always. 
Yeah, let's. I'm going to clap. <laughs> Suffering is real, but it's also true that trouble doesn't last always. This too shall pass. Seasons come and seasons go. And just when you think all is lost, God steps in and equips you, he helps you and strengthens you so that you can still stand. You know, in the song that Antonio uh, signed to so beautifully, the words say, what do you do when you've done all you can and it seems like you can't make it through? Well, child, you just stand, watch the Lord see you through. Yes, after you've done all you can, you just stand. So I love how that song gives us those two words, to watch and to stand. To watch and to stand. Because God is with us and he will see you through. Amen. He will see you through. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. It's clear. That's what the word says. In this world you will have trouble, but it also goes on to say, take heart because I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Do not fear. I am with you. He is with us. And that leads us to this next question because I know a lot of us, sometimes we struggle with this. Where is God when we suffer? Where is God when we suffer? Well, in order to know where God is in our suffering, we must know who God is. We must know who he is. We must recognize who he is and what he's done and what he can do. What do we know? God is good, amen? We say it every Sunday, but do we believe it? God is good. God is still good. God is good even in the midst of my suffering. God is good. God is love. He is near. He is with us. And we have his word, the, the, the scriptures that remind us that he is with us. Do you need to be reminded who God is today? Read your word. Read your word and be reminded. A beautiful um, display and a reminder for us today that God is with us is found in Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm which tells us clearly that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What does he do? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
And then it goes on to say, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In order to know where God is in our suffering, we must know who he is and stand on his word. Job knew who God was. Horatio knew who God was, and they were able to stand. I think sometimes in our suffering, we can tend to turn our backs on God or question who he is or why these things are happening to us in our lives. Some of us seek out God in our suffering, and it's in those moments where we are drawn near to him. Perhaps you come here to church for that. This is what we know. He entered into our sufferings by becoming a man, Jesus, and dying on the cross. So he knows our pain and are suffering intimately. God knows when you hide in a closet or in the bathroom to cry with the door locked to keep your children out. He knows because he is there with you. God is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Everybody say that. God with us. Because he himself suffered, he can walk with us in our own suffering. In order to know where God is in our suffering, we must know who God is. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us. And I'm so pleased to tell you, church, that he doesn't just leave you on your own. He's right there with you. He's there in your situation. He's there in your trial. He's there... When you think he isn't, he's there. And you know, it's okay to communicate with him how we're feeling in those moments. We can cry out to him as his children, and he will be there to hear us. It's okay. 2 Samuel 22, 7 says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to God. He heard my voice. Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Verse 2, because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord, and he heard my cry. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you even when you don't think he isn't. Know that, church. He's with you even when you think he isn't. Another promise. Know that you are never alone. God is with you. He's holding you. He's comforting you. And most of all, he's loving you no matter what. It's in our suffering that we become refined. It's in our suffering that we become drawn closer to the Savior. 
It's in our suffering where God shows up and we're not alone. It's in our suffering to where when we come out of it, we can share with our brothers and sisters on how we came out. God is with us. C.S. Lewis says this, I suggest to you that it is because God loves us that he gives us the gift of suffering. Pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. You see, we are like blocks of stone out of which the sculptor carves the forms of man. The blows of his chisel, which hurts us so much, are what makes us perfect. It's in our suffering that we are refined. And God is with us. And you may be saying, well, Major, Major Lynn, you have no idea what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through. You have no idea what I'm going through. And that's true. But guess what? I don't know. But God knows. And that's all that matters. God knows. He sees. He hears. He's with you to help you through. You know, at the end of um, Job, what he endured, God was able to um, bless him in ways he had never been blessed before. And I want to say, I say that to also say that there is an end to your suffering. Trouble doesn't last always. Joy comes in the morning. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged today because God is with you. We're going to take just a few moments um, to pray, and I want you to, um, to know that it's completely fine to come to this place of prayer. This is where we can come and we can cry out to him. We don't even have to have words. But this is where we can come and just ask God for strength to seek him where he may be found. And we want to be able to support you. We have a, a prayer team standing by. We will come, and I know it's COVID, but we will come and just kind of raise our hands toward you and pray for you. But just know it's okay. You can come or you can stay in your seat. But let the Lord speak to you. Communicate with him because he's here. He's here. He's with us. So the worship team is going to sing. And while they're singing, go ahead and come.